Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2261, The Difference Between Experiments and Goals. How to Balance Spontaneity with a Focused Pursuit of Fame by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, the guy reading you blogs every single day of the year. There are a few shows where we narrate articles for you for free. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you get your audio and follow or subscribe to get new episodes every day. With that, let's get right to our next post as we optimize your life. The Difference Between Experiments and Goals How to Balance Spontaneity with the Focused Pursuit of Fame by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. To start or not to start. Three weeks ago, I published a controversial post titled, Getting Started is Overrated. My basic point, if you wanna become truly impressive, you have to focus on a small number of things for a long period of time to the exclusion of other activities. I don't like the just get started approach to accomplishment because it makes exclusive focus difficult. As Steve Martin taught us, getting good enough to reap major rewards requires incredible dedication. Jumping at every project that catches your attention derails such monastic devotion. Instead, I suggested you should resist starting. Resist until you are absolutely sure that a pursuit is perfect for you. Only then will you be able to give it the long-term dedication required. Anything less wastes time. As you can read in the comments to the original article and in Ben Kaznocha's response, This post generated a lot of discussion. Some people agreed. For example, Stella said, quote, great post. Having worked for a large multinational travel agency that forced the culture of start down my throat for many years, I've become very skeptical of the Richard Branson type of entrepreneur. Over the years, I've had many business and investment ideas that I'm so glad I never got around to, end quote. On the other hand, many others disagreed, such as Grad Hacker, quote, Starting is often the best form of research, and how do you develop a passion without starting something, end quote. And Ben, who noted, quote, some tasks give feedback faster if undertaken right away in a small dose, as opposed to analyzing it from afar. Take Cal's examples. If you wanna become a writer, sure, you can talk to writers and study the profession, but is there a better way to understand whether writing girds your loins than actually putting pen to paper, end quote. The odd loin reference aside, we are faced here with a clear dilemma. Who is right? I was struggling with a good answer, I see wisdom in both points of view, when a real gift came along. A gift delivered from my friend Scott Young, who recently posted an insightful dissection of this issue. 
His approach brings clarity to a confusing situation. It goes as follows. Separating experiments from goals. Scott makes the following observation, quote, I like to separate my pursuits into two broader categories, experiments and goals. Experiments are the activities you take with almost zero commitment. Goals are beyond the stage of experimenting. This is when you've had enough experience in an area that you want to accomplish something important within it. Be careful about getting caught in the middle zone. This is an area which is no longer an experiment, but you don't have the focus and commitment to achieve anything meaningful. Having lots of activities in this middle zone means you're wasting a lot of energy that could be better spent achieving something important or finding new opportunities, end quote. Right on, Scott. I think this model captures the best of both sides of the getting started debate. It's okay to have both high-value goals, which require focus to the exclusion of other high-value goals, and small, low-commitment experiments, which require a small amount of time and are used only to explore. The real insight is to note that separation is key. The danger is letting an experiment reach a middle zone in which it starts sapping time and energy away from your high-value goals, but is still not producing meaningful results. After thinking about this model for a few days, I wanna add a few thoughts of my own. Number one, make a distinction between achievements and habits. This discussion becomes clear when we separate out our lifestyle habits, such as fitness, reading, social events, and even minor hobbies like biking or joining a kickball team. These all fall under the category of enjoying your life. They don't compete with your high-value goals. You can identify them by the following two features. One, they aren't meant to provide large rewards, and two, their primary purpose is your day-to-day happiness. When I say don't get started, I'm not talking about these habits. Jump in and out of these as much as you like. Number two, use experiments to explore potential new high-value goals. Unlike habits, experiments exist for the sole purpose of investigating whether a given pursuit might be worth transforming into a high-value goal. As many of you pointed out, jumping in and trying something at a low, non-committal level can be a good way to investigate whether or not to commit to that goal in the long term. Number three, keep experiments obligation-free. The easiest way to have an experiment slide into that dangerous middle zone is to have it start generating regular time obligations. The best experiments require time only at your discretion. You can, if you want, stop at the spur of the moment or put it aside for six months without any negative consequences. For example, don't experiment with becoming a journalist by taking a demanding 20-hour-a-week copy editor position with your college newspaper. Instead, work on submitting some unsolicited op-eds. Only once you're ready to really commit should you jump into the time-consuming, obligation-heavy entry-level work. Number four, stop experimenting once your goal slots are filled. This is perhaps the hardest advice for people to hear. Once you've settled on the one to three high-value goals that you want to commit to, the number depends on your situation. A student, for example, can support more high-value goals than a first-year investment banker. Stop experimenting. Your attention needs to be focused on getting good at your long-term pursuits, even though experimenting with new pursuits is more fun. You should only start experimenting again if you complete one of your high-value goals or start to really question whether you should replace one. And number five, experimenting within the confines of a high-value goal, however, is always allowed. I must add a crucial distinction that I think causes some havoc in the discussion over at Ben's blog. Within the confines of a given high-value goal, experimenting is good. 
Expose yourself to randomness. Try lots of different angles to make progress. Anyone who achieves something very impressive will probably credit at least some serendipity along the way. The key, however, is that this random moment happened usually after they had committed themselves to the general direction. For example, if you wanna start a business, you might wanna experiment at first with several small ideas and random networking events. This all falls under the rubric of your entrepreneur goal. Don't, however, spend three months taking a screenwriting course. That'd be an unrelated experiment. I find this topic fascinating, but there are, as we've seen already, uncountable variations and issues that arise. This is roughly what has worked so far for me. You just listened to the post titled The Difference Between Experiments and Goals, How to Balance Spontaneity with the Focused Pursuit of Fame by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. All right, that should do it for another Friday edition of Optimal Living Daily. Have a happy start to your weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.